Have you ever talked to a girl who thought drowning a two-year-old should be up to the mother? Let's talk about how we can respond. Come debrief with us. Hi, I'm Lexi, and joining me as always are Seth and Ethan, and we're debriefing pro-life outreach. Seth, give us an outreach highlight for this week. Sure. So we were at Columbus State Community College just a couple days ago, and we were unveiling some new technology. So teaser for all of our listeners, you know that we have at Create Equal, we use abortion victim photos on signs, also on our Jumbotron. We have a new video technology we're using, and we had it on campus, so we'll share more about that later as we use it more and more. But what's relevant for that, my hi- highlight, is I love when the babies change people's minds before anything is said by us. And that's what I saw. We had this video playing for students to see, video of the babies recovered in D.C. Remember that story, guys, when the mm-hmm. babies were recovered? Yes. Yeah. And it had the babies, particularly the ones who were aborted, found being pulled out of the barrels or the mm. buckets. And this group of guys walked up to me, and one of them was just saying how utterly horrified he was. He really had... It's still a shocking to me because we see these photos all the time. But he said, I never have seen this. I had no clue what it was. And of course, I asked him, what do you think about abortion now? He said, I'm horrified. I, I, I didn't care. didn't think about it at all. But now I must oppose it. And the babies changed his mind before we wow. said a word. Wow, that's awesome to hear. Today, we haven't, we're talking about a conversation from a college as well. Mm. This person, unfortunately, is much more hard-hearted towards the babies than the guy you spoke to. This is a conversation I think that Evangeline had. Am I right, Maggie? It's Molly. That's embarrassing. Sorry. <laughs> Another young lady <laughs> it on It is Molly. She had a conversation. Their voices are very different. I just forgot which one it was. I think, anyways, but she was kind of scary. And Molly was scary? No, 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 no. I'm sorry, 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 Molly. The girl <laughs> Molly. that Molly was talking to was pretty scary of a person. So... You're going to be able to listen to this, but I need you to go on to our Instagram and watch this clip. By the time you're listening to this, it will be up and you'll be able to see the look on this person's face when she says these words. With that being said, let's play the clip. Like me, where you don't believe necessarily that's human life, then a lot of those arguments kind of don't justify. Yeah, we have to prove that. Um, we have to prove that they're not human in order for this to um, be okay, right? Because if they if they are human, are you against abortion? No. So you think that there are cases in which we should be allowed to kill innocent human beings? Yeah. Um, would you apply that to born people too? Would you apply that to born people too? I once saw an interesting video and it did kind of raise some questions because I can't remember what it was exactly talking about, but I'm like, yeah, that is an interesting point. Um, It was something that newborn babies technically are not equipped with until they're older, and so it kind of does raise more questions of, well, if we based on that consensus, then yeah, telling newborns would be totally justifiable. Um, I think everyone's going to have individual opinions about what is okay and what is not okay for abortion. some people are going to believe that it's a human, that's an innocent human being, and that we should protect their life. And there are some folks where I just don't feel it that way, and I don't feel like I have the right to tell someone else what they can or do, can or cannot do in their body. I have a very lenient view of life and death. So. Okay. Um, I could use my body, though, for wrong, doing wrong, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, would you try to tell me that I shouldn't do that? Like, if I wanted to kill a two-year-old with my body, if I wanted to drown them, would you tell me that I shouldn't do that? Yeah, but at the end of the day, if you want to kill a two-year-old, that's 
Wow. Whoa. Gross. Um, there were some parts that were a little hard to hear, Lexi. Yeah. Can you so clarify a bit, like, what happened? Basically, uh, Molly was trying to see if she thought it was okay to intentionally kill people who were born. And she, because she thought, well, we don't really, to you, the child in the womb is a child in the womb, a human being. But to other people, it may not be. So... Then she asked, okay, well, if we found out if they were human, would you still support abortion? She said, yes, I still would. Mm. Would you intentionally kill people who have been born? Uh, actually, I saw a very interesting video yeah. once. I don't really remember what it was about, but yeah, I think it's okay to kill uh, newborn babies because they aren't developed enough to have as much capabilities as older people. And so that's what she said. I heard her say newborn <clears throat> babies aren't fill in the blank until older. She was saying not developed enough. Yeah, that she was. Sense. Yes, she was saying that they don't have like the same cognitive abilities mm. until later on. So that was basically the gist of her argument was to me, it is OK. I have she even said in a part, I have a very lenient view of life and death. Yeah. So it's OK to kill if you want to kill. Yeah, basically, like walk away. Run away, actually, very, very, mm -hmm. very fast. With actually, run backwards so you can at least be watching her and make sure nothing's you happening. You might fall. <laughs> <laughs> really scary, but anyways. So this was at the University of Cincinnati, which we have had some good times at the University of oh, Cincinnati. Uh, not really being that serious, being a little bit more sarcastic with that. But another plug for our Instagram: go to Create Equal org on instagram and watch some videos from university of cincinnati you will enjoy them if so, you enjoy fart noises and things like that being yeah, played, so. uh, yeah well ethan you were there too this day did you see any sort of like culture of death pretty much on university of cincinnati's campus i did there was especially one young man who was mm. talked to you a little bit yeah yeah, Seth remembers this guy. <laughs> so does Lexi. Wow, this is like so depressing. <laughs> I didn't even talk to him and I still remember him. He's unforgettable. He was definitely unforgettable. Kind of just out there to be belligerent and shout down anything we were trying to say. And I noticed there were a lot of other students who were there just to disrupt. Not really interested in having conversations. And even the students I did talk to, um, especially one young man who just came up and sort of stared at the signs and had a very defiant look on his face. I think he was looking for somebody to argue with. So I... You know, I went up to him and asked him what he thought about that sort of stuff and just very, you know, didn't care, very pro-death. You know, I think he tried to justify it more than this lady did and wasn't, wouldn't be as okay with killing infants. There was another guy who I talked to who had a very similar view to this woman and was open to the idea of killing toddlers and newborns. You know, he was, he was like, it's up to the woman, the mom, if she wants to kill her toddler or not. And so I did, that's actually a, a line that I saw through a lot of the conversations I had, which was similar to this one, a very pro-death. Mm -hmm. And I can just say, years ago, people didn't believe us when we started saying that we hear pro-infanticide views on campus. Yeah. But it's all over. It may not be the consensus yet, but it is there. People didn't believe us. We're hearing it all the time, right? Uh -huh. So just wait a few years, unfortunately, and it yeah. might become way more popular. Yeah, and that's a question I have for you, Seth, because listening to this video, I think we've we've done a previous episode where we talked about another person who held a view similar to this yeah. as far as being okay with killing you know, young children because they're not exactly like you and I. Is this like the new fad? Mm. Is this what's now popular to say? You know, that it's okay to kill newborns and toddlers. Not that people actually 
go through with it. Thankfully, many people don't, and it's rare for that to happen. But is this just becoming, is this the new, is this the new byword? We're on the street, you know, what's popular and cool to say? Well, what I would say I find terrifying about this video is how calm she is. A lot yeah. of times people are, you know, provocative and they're willing to say things that are absurd just to be consistent. So they'll say, yeah, infanticide might be permissible. I really don't think they would support it if they were looking at a child and someone holding a knife above a six month old. But this uh-huh. person, this woman, she seems so chill. So like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that probably is okay. It's not like she's being provocative, just trying to hold a pro-abortion view consistently. I think she really thinks infanticide is permissible. Great shout out to one of my favorite apologists who is no longer with us. He's with the Lord now, but Francis Schaefer wrote about the line of despair, how you have these ideas beginning in the college classrooms and filtering down to society mm-hmm. through arts and media and news and things like that. And now with social media, it all comes even faster, faster, right? So yeah. on college campuses, you're getting more pro-infanticide views. The average Joe on the street we meet in downtown outreach doesn't think that way, yeah. but it's becoming more and more the norm. So yes, I think it is becoming more normal. And why not, right? It's fully consistent. Mm-hmm. We all know before the Holocaust, Hitler was not killing Jews. He was killing severely mentally, physically disabled people, those who were seen as less than because of their inability to produce. Mm -hmm. Babies, newborn and preborn, unable to produce. And as people become... That's because more and more difficult to hide behind the smokescreen of they're not humans. You have to have some reason for justifying it. And right. nothing changed. There's no magical birth canal, right? As shout out to Laura Clausen said, right? It's not really mm-hmm. a magical thing. Nothing really changes developmentally that makes you person, non-person. So if it's right to kill before, why not afterward? Yeah. And if you don't mind if I ask another question, and Lexi, you could answer this as well. With this view being said more by more and more people, and you know, not very many people taking it as seriously as this lady did do you think that this has anything to do with the very pro euthanasia recently that's becoming very popular this view of medically assisted dying do you think that that's made people more open to this view at all of of killing you know younger newborns and toddlers do you think there's a connection there well it's interesting because euthanasia like at least the person saying please kill me right right (laughs) now we we think that's wrong for anyone to assist someone in killing themselves but no baby's ever said please kill me Right. So but I think you're right that like as soon as, as, soon as you move away from every human oh having goodness. inherent value, mm-hmm. then yeah, why not assisted suicide? Why not infanticide? Because only those who really are valuable are the ones we should keep alive. Yeah, I think just the connection comes from uh, perpetuating death, like yeah. in every aspect you can or facet that you possibly can killing people killing yourself what's the difference so well what i thought was scary was her her saying well i saw a video once i don't really remember what it was Mm -hmm. but i think they had i think it was right the idea that we're watching so many videos every single day like i feel like youtube and social media like you were saying is just so toxic to us in so many ways you can literally watch a video one time a few years ago or however few months ago not really remember it all but thought they made a really good point back then now i'm going to support Mm -hmm. infanticide yeah okay that's a scary place we're in right now how on earth do we combat hours and hours and hours and hours worth of videos and information not even good information being pumped into people's heads it's misinformation too right, right. Yeah. and the truth response is is categorizes misinformation which is so unjust yeah. it's so funny people are looking at saying you're misinformation when you're literally giving truth right and they're giving lies 
I don't know. It's combating is hard, but that the, the benefit is that there's still that ring of truth, right? When you mm-hmm. hear something true, it rings true within you because we're made in God's image to recognize and seek truth. And so the benefit we have is that our message is true. The hard part is they have so much of it being pumped in there right. and by individual TikTokers, by the big Hollywood elites and others. So it's an uphill battle. We're really David fighting Goliath. Another thing that I found that stood out to me from this conversation that she had was she was saying, well, I'm in support. You know, I think it's justifiable sometimes to kill born people, but I would never, ever, ever. She didn't say it like this. I'm being dramatic. I probably shouldn't. Okay. I would never tell. I don't think I should be able to tell a woman what she can do with her body Mm -hmm. or what she can do. So it's morally reprehensible to tell somebody they can't kill, but not at all out of the question for them to kill their, their preborn child or their born child. What do you think about that? I feel like that is like, I don't even know if she's really comprehending what she's saying there. Mm -hmm. That is really interesting. And I think it's hard to, it can be hard to point out to someone how inconsistent they are when they say things like that because you're right she's saying that you know she would she may not do this but she would never tell someone else that they can't do this it's hard to actually play that worldview out because it's really it's all up in the air and you're just she's just saying this is what she would never do you you can't actually put her in a situation because we wouldn't want her to be in that situation where she would actually tell someone else yes it's okay for you to kill your your born child so I, I think it's difficult to combat that idea because you can't actually, like, how do you apply that idea in an actual situation? Because ha- thankfully, situations like that don't exist. Mm. And so, I don't know, how do we get her to give up or see how dangerous that idea really is? It's hard, right? You just try to make it as personal as possible. I right. mean, so if she has a niece, a nephew, a child, if someone else were to decide that child is not worthy of life, would it be okay to kill them? You try to make, try to bring out people's moral intuitions. Moral intuitions, mm-hmm. what seems right to us is not always right. Yeah. Our intuitions are fallen like everything else, but they still kind of point generally in a northish direction. So right. you're trying to awaken that within her. And I, I think the problem was she kept saying the language, I feel, I feel, I feel this is right. It's not what you mm-hmm. feel because many things feel right that aren't right, yeah. right? But what is truly right are we recognize with our head and our heart too, I suppose. But so I think it's hard. So the tactic is try to make it personal for her. Try to find something. There's probably something she thinks is wrong for everyone, right? Whether it be sexual assault or anything. And try to ask her, so you're really telling me, let's set aside infanticide and abortion. What about a man choosing to rape a 10-year-old girl? That girl we keep hearing all about, right? Is that moral? Is that his choice? Relativism is impossible to hold consistently. But Mm -hmm. because everyone's going to make moral judgments, even though they say, I never make moral judgments. They do. She probably thought, maybe she didn't think Molly was wrong for being there. But often they say, it's wrong for you to tell anyone what to do, but you shouldn't be on campus, right? right? That's yeah. clearly hypocritical. Well, she's even making the argument that it is always wrong for somebody to tell a woman what she can and cannot do. So even if we want to ride on that train and say, okay, well, even if you believe this. I'm getting off that train. Well, <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm getting off that train too. But even if you believe, you know, it's wrong to tell somebody what they can and cannot do, could that mother or could that woman kill another woman's five-year-old child if she Mm -hmm. didn't like them you know what is the where is your limits where are your bounds who can be killed who cannot be killed what age do you have to turn should we remove all laws protecting two-year-olds 
Should we uh, allow for mass killing of these children? Mm -hmm. Who's supposed to be protecting them? Do we not care about our children? Mm -hmm. You know, I would really push her into playing out what it would actually look like. So should we remove all laws? If if these, if these people, if two year olds are not valuable, if they don't matter and they're really just a hindrance, then I know there are a lot of moms and dads out there that are spending a lot of their time uh, caring for two year olds. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they do take up a lot of your time, a lot of your energy and a lot of your money. If they're not worth it, should we just remove all laws? Is that something you would like to see in America? I would just push her on those things. I don't know if it would actually, you know, how much that mm-hmm. would do, That's but good. it would draw out the implications of her arguments. Yeah, right. You're taking the ride on the train from her worldview all the way to its conclusion to mm-hmm. show how ugly it is. That's good. So with that being said, I don't know. She has a very dark worldview, but I think her calmness, like how you were talking about at the beginning, how chill she was as she was saying this. Yeah. Probably, I don't want to speculate, but I mean, it's not really speculation because so many people nowadays are, but I feel like she's maybe depressed. She doesn't really mm, care that Gen much. Z on we. When you have, yes, and when you have, um, when you're numb to the world, mm-hmm. a, a lot of things don't feel as bad. And a lot of people, if they would rather be dead or if they think they would rather be dead, then they can accept these really gory, grotesque ideas what do y'all think about that when you're depressed when you're low you can start accepting a ton of darkness that normally in a healthy mindset you would not have oh i think that we tend to we tend toward consistency with our worldview right so i think that your ugly worldview kind of plays out in a lot of the things that you surround yourself with and affects the rest of your beliefs like you said lexi if you accept one thing like it's okay to kill your children it's going to affect your views on everything else. And there is no ultimate joy or ultimate confidence or rest in that worldview. So, yes, I think you're exactly right. I think it's going to lead to continued decay of your life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think kind of the, the pendulum swings from extreme to extreme. So, you know, there was a point when people were had too high a view of themselves, you know, self-esteem that was through the roof and that's not healthy. I think that the pendulum has now swung the the opposite direction and we have now gotten to a point where our you know too much self-esteem is a bad thing but also is too little self-esteem where we see ourselves as so we're, we're just we're just our parts you know we're just physical we don't have any really intrinsic value to ourselves nothing we do has any lasting consequences or staying power and so I think it's just this very depressed like like you were saying, outlook on life where you yourself, it's like nothing you do matters mm-hmm. and that you yourself don't matter. And so I think we've gone from, you know, way too high a view of the self to now a very, very low mm-hmm. view of the self, which opens the door, I think, to all of these ideas of, you know, killing people who are weaker than us or smaller than us. Because, you know, if I don't have value, why should those people have value? Yep. Well, it's interesting how it's we've come to a place where we have a low view of ourselves, but also extremely high view of ourselves because we right. are God, um, we are our own gods, but at the same time, we are just flesh and blood, basically. Exactly yeah. right. Back to Francis Schaeffer, he said that man tried in his great autonomy to make himself separate from God in the end and make himself really great. In the end, he made himself just clumps of cells. That's mm-hmm. all we are. Mm-hmm. And that's not that great. 
No, yeah. it's actually <laughs> awful. So it leads us to the idea that it's okay to, if a mother drowns her two-year-old child, yeah, it's her. because it's up to her. So yeah. if y'all ever find yourself, which unfortunately I'm sure everybody listening at some point will talk to somebody who thinks that it's okay to kill children or okay to do whatever they want to do. So make sure you just draw out the logical conclusion to their claims and hopefully they will be able to see the truth but we know that truth will prevail in the end so we can hold on to that so please go leave us a five-star review so that more people can find this podcast that's all we have for this week and as always thank you so much for debriefing with us